0: you're listening to the industry alchemist podcast the definition of alchemy is a seemingly magical process of transformation or creation this podcast exists to hear the stories of entrepreneurs business owners and leaders doing just that in their industry we hear about the journey of the brave souls carving a new path moving their industry and our lives forward in a seemingly magical way this episode is brought to you by officechief.com OfficeChief exists to make moving your office easily and painless. Moving an office can be a big hassle. On top of running your company, you're thrown into having to figure out what to do. Hire space planners, furniture companies, movers, IT consultants, the list goes on. It only takes two minutes to create a profile and Office Chief gives you a step-by-step action plan and connects you with the top vendors in your market. Moving your office? Log on to officechief.com and make it easy. I'm your host, Matt Brower, co-founder and managing broker of Column Commercial Partners, helping companies save money on their real estate. I'm also founder and CEO of officechief.com, an online resource for businesses moving their office or updating their space.
1: Hey guys, uh, welcome to the industry Alchemist podcast. I am your host, Matt Brower. Today's guest is a force in Colorado's business ecosystem. Not long after attending the university of Arkansas. Greg Greenwood started building businesses in the telecom industry. His first being Landtech, which he ran for 11 years, growing the company to eight states and being recognized as an Inc. 500 organization until selling in the year 2000. He then started Cables in 2002, which he also sold 11 years later after growing it to Gazelle Status. Greg is probably best known these days for the time and effort he spends mentoring other entrepreneurs and creating creating an ecosystem to help businesses thrive in this market. Just a couple of the way he's, uh, that he does that, um, or that he has done that are by founding the Colorado thought leaders forum and, uh, leading, uh, as CEO for several years, the Blackstone entrepreneurs network in Colorado. He's an avid outdoorsman and traveler, which is where, uh, he and I connect very, very closely. And he's a big big advocate for heart-led leadership among his peers. Um, Super excited for this conversation, so appreciate your time and being here, Greg.
2: Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here together here on Zoom, as we all are these days.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, Hey, let's jump in. By um, you know, I'm involved in Colorado Thought Leaders Forum, and you know, there's you helped uh, you helped create this concept of heart-led leadership. I would love to give the listeners a little bit of um, uh, color around what that is because I know it's a huge passion for you and it's really what is behind what drives all of your mentorship and your involvement in in wanting to help everyone these days. So what is uh, Heart Led Leadership? Heart is an acronym. Can you jump into kind of what that means?
2: Yeah, so I think I have to go back uh, uh, like a lot of us from where our values come uh, which is from my family, uh, my parents demonstrated the value of community service from the get-go. And my father had five children and was a big brother in the Big Brother Big Sister program. My mother was involved with uh, nonprofit organizations as well, serving uh, women that were in distress. And we did some volunteer work uh, in a lot of different ways. And just that whole element that life's not just for us to get, but for us to give. And I've carried that through my life and career. And uniquely in 2009, when the subprime lending crash came about, uh, Bob Newman and I were having lunch and we were, you know, like everyone, trying to figure out all the ways we could push our business to the forefront with non-essential products. No one was buying anything, didn't they? Right. And uh, so it, it long after our lunch was ended, we were still chatting. We were doodling on the brown paper on... Uh, Ted's Montana grills, tabletops, and we said, well, wait a minute, let's flip the, the coin over. What could we actually do if we weren't pushing ourselves, but we were helping others find and navigate their way through this downturn? And so Colorado Thought Leaders Forum was birthed on that launch out in Belmar that day around the essence of let's not... Uh, yell louder from a loudspeaker to the market, but sit, come back behind people and say, hey, what do you need? How can we serve you? And, and so from that point on, the whole element of this community called Colorado Thought Leaders Forum is about serving others, you know, heart led versus mind or money led. Mm. And, and with that, this as you know, this community has grown and become very regenerative.
1: Very much so. Yeah. And uh, Bob Newman and I have known each other for a number of years as well. I'm a huge fan of that guy. He, you know, back in his days of uh, being the in the office furniture business, and me uh, in the commercial real estate business. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a great guy. So he he really uh, the two of you really started that off. Colorado Thought Leaders Forum.
2: Yeah, out of uh, that distressful lunch and time, then yep. uh, it was the birthing of there goes the dog. So uh, your podcast listeners can learn about Walter, my little Yorkshire terrier.
0: (laughs) Anyway, yeah, Bob's a great
2: great guy and our values align. And I, I, like you, I think the role of him. And I'm honored that he and I uh, were inspired to co-found such a uh, lasting effort now. It's 10 or 11 years later on that project as well.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, And it's 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 not for sale. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not for sale.
2: <laughs> no, it's a, community, it's a community asset. We really exist to serve others.
1: Yeah, and that is so true. I've been involved for the last several years uh, in, in one of the personal development forum groups. And um, it, it has just caused such a wave, especially during the you know starting of, of 2020, last year, when all this pandemic stuff hit. It it was it almost drove even a deeper um, wedge into the community, and called for heart led leaders to really step up and you know help help our employees, help our peers, strategic partners really navigate through this. So,
2: yeah, that's that's the beauty of uh, leaders growing themselves. Yeah, uh, and I think oftentimes we look at the clinical part of growth. And if we can shift and look at the personal side of growth as a human and grow ourselves, grow our leadership, then the ripple or the spiral effect of that uh, is endless. And starting with our companies and any role that we might be in, including mother, father, brother, sister, parent, and so on.
1: Yeah. So um, jumping back several years in your life, (laughs) Running landtech starting and running landtech and starting and running com cables do you uh, would you say that you had you always had a passion and be you know where you've always driven in this way when you were building those teams and those companies and um, where did where did that kind of come from obviously this conversation with Bob over that lunch um, but it's probably something that's you know, Birthed within you long before, and I know you mentioned kind of your your parents and the involvement they had uh, from a charity perspective. But was there was this on the forefront of how you built your companies in the past?
2: Well, that's the irony, I guess, because the answer is no. Uh, you know, I was the first boy out of five kids. I had two brothers and two sisters, and my father really poured that that drive nature into me, and so. Earlier in my career, it was about hunting and gathering, and a bit of shrapnel came out of that. And my personal growth journey started when Landtech hit a major bump in 97-ish, where the industry collapsed, and the margins shrank, and Cisco became a big force, as did Bay Networks, and the resellers and integrators really got squished when that first talent Uh, challenge emerged in technology Mm. and what happened for me Matt is that I didn't have the answers to to correct the course and what I was led to thankfully by my YPO forum which is a small group of seven guys that I'm still meeting with today uh, got to is that you know who I had been being to get there wasn't gonna be enough for me to get through it and into the next you know, shift of of back then what I would consider success, mm-hmm. and now I would consider impact, and so that that kind of falling away period was the shift, and what a lot of people don't know that I share proudly now, but I was so ashamed of then is I got fired from my own company as the CEO by my board. And I was a 50% owner and I got wow. fired and it was a major wake up call. And thanks to YPO and my forum, really holding the mirror up and saying, you know, who do you want to be now? Or maybe even more deeper, who are you really uh, is who you've been being, who you are. And if not, who are you and who do you want to be? And mm. so that catapulted me into this shift where as a leader, I moved from demonstrative nature to servant-based leadership and where I really got back in touch with who I am through my values from my parents. Mm. So from that point, I was rehired as a CEO over a year later. And uh, we never really got the nose of the company up, but the personality and the culture of the company shifted because I had shifted. And I really liked what was happening with the people, even though, it was a big disgrace of a failure. We had to actually sell the company off in parts with the telecom bust. Mm-hmm. Um, I I felt more power in doing that and less ego than I ever had before. If that had happened and I hadn't gone through this shift, I can only imagine it could have been pretty destructive for me long-term. Uh, but from that point forward, like my growth in, this empathetic, authentic, heart-led leadership has only matured. And I'm trying to make that as my legacy and be around people that embrace the same value and and all of us grow together.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I appreciate that story. And I, I had not heard that. So that was land tech. Um, Your, what strikes me about that is that when you're, When you become so aware of yourself, uh, or self aware, which is what sounds like you became in your YPO form helped you uh, see yourself in that way, the way you were able to approach that situation and everyone else in that situation was in a very empowering way, which helped everything kind of just, you know, go smoother and and uh, helped you move on powerfully.
0: That's very cool.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty humbling to liquidate your company into selling off pieces of your company when you're a pretty big player in the market Yeah, and one of your smallest competitors buys a portion of your business. And I had to go work for that business for a year. And it, it was challenging. And because I was doing this personal work, I uh, I really felt the impact of that shift. Mm. Um where if I had been ego-driven still, uh, it could have been destructive, like for myself and for others. It really yep. could have been. Yep. I'm thankful for that shift. And uh, you know, a year later, I had actually started com cables inside Tech and bought it from my partner in that you know, sell-off. And it was one person in, in a catalog and $300,000 in revenue. And from that, uh, we built an incredible business over the next year, ten years, because I got to to start it in the in the new fashion of leadership, which I used to like to say is from the back,
0: yeah, not from the yeah. front, or oh, from the cool. center
2: out. Uh, where, we're, as a CEO and a leader, you're casting vision, and and giving inspiration, love, and leadership, uh, versus you know charging and commanding and being demonstrative. So. I tell you what, it it was really fun uh, building it again with that self-awareness journey and experience that had come forth.
1: That's very cool. That's the one thing I preach all the time is as helpful as the human ego can be to produce things in the world and to drive forward, it is the most limiting uh, aspect of our humanity that exists. And the more we can get over uh, it, it all comes from self-awareness. The more we can become aware, so deeply aware of ourself, the more the ego sheds away and you can, uh, you know, just like what you said, love that lead from the back or the center. That's so cool. Uh, great yeah. reminder for me, cause I'm, I'm not always the greatest at doing that for my organizations. Um, so I appreciate you saying that.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what they say you, you don't know what wisdom or experience is until you have some.
0: <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh,
1: so uh, how did you uh, how did you get into telecom in general uh, was it a did you go to school for like for that at all or did you just have a passion for it or did you see an opportunity in the marketplace and it
2: just total happenstance maybe like a lot of us I don't know why we think in college we know what we're going to do the rest of our lives but yeah I fell into it by happenstance with a job opening for a a company that had been in the radio and TV parts business since 1938 in Memphis, Tennessee, and they were opening up an office in Little Rock, and they were looking for an inside salesperson. And I thought, well, that's probably a good option for me. I I can sit on the phone and talk to people and maybe sell some parts. And uh, I got hired, and, and I walked in, and it was a blank warehouse, literally with shelving units stacked on pallets and inventory and boxes on pallets, I had to build the branch office up from scratch with my manager, and uh, it was I got this groundbreaking, you know, ground level uh, view of how to start a business, uh, kind of micro business, if you will, as a branch office. And uniquely, I, I was kind of good at it. And then ten or eleven months later, they fired my boss, mm-hmm. and we were really making making things happen. And they said, you know, can you keep this place running until we can find you a manager? I'm like, I don't want a manager. I'll run this place. You know, I'm 22, snot-nosed guy. And (laughs) I called my dad that night. I'm like, hey, man, I got an opportunity here. Can you coach me how to manage a business? And he goes, absolutely. So we would meet on a regular basis or I'd call him with a challenge. And he walked me through it. And four years later, when I decided to move to Colorado, I was still the manager and had an enormous experience at a very young age under my belt.
1: That's awesome.
2: And that was all in and electronic parts at the time, but IBM came out with their networking system in 1984. And I found that it was a lot cablers and networking hardware than it was to sell little parts that go into big machines that they just shipped them an order every month, but you had to get in line to get that one year contract. So I kind of became the telecom networking cable and connector sales guy
1: yeah that's where you um, learn that, learn the business and then we're able to see opportunities within it then
2: yeah then the wave like the wave of networking just came pouring on and when I moved to Denver in 88 it was really more progressive in the west than it was in the south. And I just grabbed a hold of it and managed another office for a company in Seattle and Denver. and then in 1990 with one of my coworkers and I and one of our customers started Landtag. cool uh, And then the rest is history as they say.
1: Yeah. Entrepreneurial journey began. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's it's very cool. A,
2: it's been a very rewarding industry. I've met a lot of great people across the country. And uh, yeah, just uh, networking in the literal sense and networking in the human sense now for me.
1: Yeah. So then uh, then in 2002, when you started Calm Cables, that was kind of at the the tail end of the the tech crash, right? Or I guess it was kind of right in the middle still. Uh, I, I moved to Denver in 2001, right after, um, I'm sorry, March, March of 2002. So right that same year, I jumped into commercial real estate and it was the economy was still in the toilet. And I was like, what, what the heck am I doing? And all the senior brokers said, Oh, don't worry. This is a great time for you to learn the business um cuz you'll have time to learn instead of do deals what well, didn't really <laughs> didn't really track for me but in hindsight I'm very glad I got into the business at that time what had you um uh what had you jump want to jump back in what opportunity did you see with com cables that was a missing in the market that you could build a a package around i know it was e-commerce related and soup to nuts offering
2: Yeah, if you remember back then, uh, e-commerce was like going to be the big next wave. Everyone was going to shift and buy everything online. And it's 2020 and it's definitely happening now, but it certainly wasn't happening as quick as we had anticipated back then. And my thought was, you know, if, if there's ever been a frontier in this industry, this is the time. And let's take a basic product like cables and sell them on a website. And so we did a hybrid. We built a catalog and a website, and we were telemarketing and emailing people to try to to get them to go to the site and buy. And and it didn't happen. Yeah, (laughs) people just didn't want to buy online quite yet, and the tools online weren't what they are today, of course. Yeah. Uh, So we just retreated to a more simple model and became uh, the kind of private label distributor of cables and. As, as simple as it seems, we took bulk network cables of every kind and connectors and put them in comm cables, bags, and header cards and boxes. And we didn't really know what we were doing in the beginning, but we were building a brand. And mm-hmm. people started asking, for hey, send me the comm cables. What's the comm cables part number? And all of a sudden, the light went off. And I'm like, well, we ought to just build an entire DMARC to desktop cable infrastructure offering uh that was our brand and so we we did that and at the time there was a lot of consolidation of the major manufacturers buying up the middle tier and so there was a lot of room uh, and there was a lot of fragmentation at the lower end and I thought well there's enough space for us let's just do that Mm -hmm. and so as the story goes we we picked up a lot of other product lines that complemented the Com cables brand and so that we would sell Tyco's products and Honeywell's products and ComCable's product all off the same menu, if you will. So we started being recognized as a uh, a household brand. And uh, so that's really the opportunity I saw and, and the team saw. It wasn't just me. We had this gal that was the first employee. Her name was Buffy. And so we called her Buffy the Cable Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <But a laughs> funny nice. movie that was out there and yep. she was she was just as involved and then we hired this gentleman Len Banks who I worked with when I first moved to Denver and, and just assembled an eclectic group of humans that together we built this it wasn't by any stretch m- only my idea so uh, we just kept iterating and, and uh, capturing the window of opportunity
1: yeah there's a lot of correlations between that story and and what I think will be happening over these next two, three years right now, there's a lot of consolidation happening in in almost every industry, it seems like. Uh, It seems like right now is the most entrepreneurial opportunity, like opportunistic entrepreneurial time that has ever existed in my lifetime. So much change, so much, you know, technology being catapulted into every industry because we were all forced to go remote and it just kind of forced us to shift how we operate in the world. Um, I I think that that will become the saving grace for any industry that's suffering right now. I think that's gonna become the saving grace for uh, what what comes out of this. Uh, Sounds like it. I'm just seeing so much correlation between how you spun what was going to happen next in the telecom industry back then, right as the economy, right as that industry was climbing back out. Very cool.
2: Yeah, I think it's cyclical. Uh, if we look back in the, the history of business times, trends keep coming and going. Yeah, And sometimes we have shorter memories than we could and if we we do remember back (laughs) we can maybe actually see some of the future uh, cycling back whether it's bell-bottom jeans or it's you know wireless networks versus cable networks Uh, you know I think now with as much demand as there is on the infrastructure a hard wired connection really does work a lot better than a wi-fi connection does and so I'm starting to see things cycle back just in the industry I was in for a long time. Yeah. Right. I won't be going back in that industry, by the way. I've, I've <laughs> done my time there. I love the new uh, trajectory I'm on.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Perfect segue because you guys just dropped an announcement this morning, and you are partnered with a dear, dear friend of mine who actually has been on this podcast, Leslie Jones, and the spiral method. Let's talk about that. How, uh, how long have you and Leslie known each other? How did all this come to be? And congratulations, by the way.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks, Matt. It, it's an exciting day for sure. And we've been in planning for uh, a bit now for probably three or four months in, uh, in embargo, not sharing it with anyone. You heard it earlier than uh, than anyone. And uh, we dropped it this morning. The thing I met, oh goodness, it's over 10 years ago now because I was in trouble. Uh, I was in the Vistage group uh, and she was coaching my Vistage chair. And I shared with my chair, my marriage is in trouble, and I, I need some help. He goes, well, hey, well, well, I'm not really qualified, but I have someone that I think could help you. And he introduced me to Leslie, and my wife and I at the time went through almost a year's worth of counsel and, and life coaching with Leslie, and it with was Leslie, Wow. Yeah, and Leslie just showed her brilliance, mm. uh, and from that, I asked her to keep coaching me as uh, a a human, a leader, a CEO, and we've maintained that friendship. When we sold the business in 2012, uh, we had a great exit, sold to a multi-billion dollar private equity firm in Boston. And what I didn't know is in parallel, they were closing on a platform business a lot larger than ours that we brought a lot of strategic value. I wondered why they were paying us so much. And I found out after we closed that we were going to get tucked in and it was gonna be really accretive to their financials. So
1: nice. Uh let's package it year. together with some other other uh organizations they were buying.
2: Yeah, and our product yeah. was just a you know a nice uh, tuck in. A year later, uh, I exited under duress with that private equity firm. Not the firm, the CEO that ran the platform company. I would just say the Audix Group is an extraordinary organization. Uh the CEO of the platform company. Was not, no. um, although they they were very successful financially. I would never want uh, that type of culture uh, inflicted on human beings in oh, this wow. day and age. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't end well, and I called Leslie. Well, I'm, like, I'm in trouble again. I need some help. You know, I thought I was going to carry this brand global with this platform company, and I'm not even there anymore. And I didn't expect this. And Leslie came to my rescue once again, and we circled up, <laughs> literally twenty one of my friends and her and I had a breakfast, and then had what was the beginning of Spiral Method, which was this, this kind of therapy session for Greg with my good friends that she led that when it was over, people were like, that was extraordinary, and we were gra- glad to be here to support Greg, but we want to do that again. Yeah. And so, as you know, that became a PDF, and now it's Spiral Method, and it's a licensed facilitation model, both for consultants coaches and CEOs and entrepreneurs and so Leslie's asked me to come in to to lead the organization to grow the organization to organize the organization and keep her in her highest and best genius lane which is facilitation and training facilitation right so we're really excited about bringing that to the masses
1: what a great partnership it's like uh you know she's the subject matter expert and you are the the one coming in to Help her just blow this amazing uh, service offering up and really push it out to the world who really, really needs it. And for the listeners of this podcast, oh my God, this is something I've experienced. Leslie's coaching with the spiral method behind it, which is the methodology, the, the structure of the conversation in which Leslie works her magic. That's the spiral method. And the, the speed at which and the ability that uh, the conversation drops into this just incredibly powerful, magical space of like really getting things done and dug up and impacted uh, in a positive way. I mean, I've never experienced anything like it. And this is coming from somebody who has I geek out on introspection, self-awareness. I've been doing this deeply, deeply since 2011. And I'm just, I've, I've now you know, been involved with Leslie's coaching and the Spiral Method now for like the last, I don't know, four or so years. It's incredible. I love it. Love the partnership that you guys now have. Super excited to see what's next for you guys.
2: Yeah, thanks. I'm uh, honored to be in partnership with Leslie and the team that she's built and uh, looking forward to bringing this Spiral Method approach to communication, as you say, which I think is badly needed. Uh, not from a negative standpoint, but just from an environmental standpoint, even more so now with the pandemic and this virtual work arrangement and life that we're in where we have less physical connectivity. And what Leslie's proven is spiral method over Zoom works not just as well, but very effectively uh, in the human connection realm like you just described. And you know, in essence, We're talking about deeper, more authentic connection and communication. And in the corporate setting, it's getting the unspoken uh, thoughts in the room in a safe container where it's additive. So we're truly collecting all the wisdom of the human capital on our teams versus the leader or just the leaders. Right. You know, we've done this with a couple of firms now that are having extraordinary results from it. And one nice. of the I think the one thing that we didn't realize, Matt, that that is, I think, worth noting and what we'll push on a lot more now is this engagement element. Like this the studies around employee engagement are sickening. How how small a percentage of the staff of companies are truly engaged and the results we're seeing with integrating spiral method into the communication rhythm of a company is it's doubling engagement of employees. Really? Now, that's worth noting.
0: Yes. That's
1: huge. Yeah. That's yeah. like uh, related to leading from the center or the back. The more engaged everyone around you is, uh, the, just the further your company is going to go. If you have if you're trying to lead from the back with a bunch of employees, they're not engaged for whatever reason, like how much you're going to be able to get done.
2: Yeah, and in the end, we're, we are trying to get things done, and we're spending a large portion of our lives working. Why not intentionally create an amazing experience where we're truly connected, we're engaged, and we're focused on outcomes, desired outcomes that we all collectively agree to, versus yeah. being told to.
1: That's cool. That's cool. Well, we're gonna put uh, we're gonna put links to Spiral Method on you know, wherever we, we post this podcast, I have, uh, my, uh, production person that, that, uh, works her magic. And so we'll, we'll make sure everyone who's listening has a way to get, get in touch with you guys. Um, your, this next phase for you is very indicative of what you're passionate about and what you've been doing for the last several years since I've really gotten to know you, uh, which is really helping, uh, helping people helping entrepreneurs and business leaders do what they do and you have just a passion for helping uh just mentor mentorship and helping people lead um and so i want to get into uh we'll wrap this here shortly with some rapid fire questions so the listeners can get to know you more personally you're a person in the community that a lot of people know about and a lot of people you know, you're so busy and you're, you're always mentoring, but you're also traveling and enjoying your life too. What, um, could, could you pinpoint where your passion for like helping others comes from? Um, and the reason I ask that is because, you know, you have most, a lot of people, they have an exit like you had and they just want to go sail the world and be off the grid for the rest of their lives. (laughs) But umbrella drink. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you know, you you have periods of time where you go do that. And like you just uh were on sabbatical mountain biking through the Baja for several months. You probably you must be in incredible shape right now. Uh well you always are, but um yeah, could you pinpoint where this passion like you love staying involved and just helping drive things forward? Uh and we so appreciate that about you. Is is it um yeah, is it just your the, it's is more of the heart led leadership or um, where where does that come from?
2: Yeah, I'll, uh, thank you for the question. I'm honored uh, that I'm uh, in this capacity. Uh, a few things come to mind. Number one, my parents. I mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, there is there's no way to emphasize how important parenting is, and and I didn't grow up wealthy by any stretch. I grew up wealthy in heart and soul, uh, in modeling. My parents were incredible with their model. Uh, and then I think this work I did when I got fired as the CEO, the kind of work I, I embarked on, whether it was from my YPO group, my men's group at church or landmark forum or, or any of the retreats I went on, just the work I personally did woke me up to who am I really
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
2: who am I? I am a compassionate, empathetic, servant-based human being Uh, and and i I still am in awe that people even want to spend time with me and as i get older i realize oh yeah there is some wisdom with experience that might be valuable i always put an earmark on it hey remember it's worth what it costs you so be careful what you don't pay
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) um and and so that that's the other point and then of course the results when you see someone really blossom out of your mentorship or advisoryship, uh, or or are just in your encouragement it fills us in su- fills me in such a way that well, I want to keep doing that and I will I will share that my mother gave me an extra I get from my mother an extraordinary capacity for relationship mm. and connection Um, and I've really gotten in touch with that over the years too. And and the last thing I would ever want to be is stingy with something that is so such a gift, my spiritual mentor, salt, who's in my men's group with Leslie says, you know, Greg, we're blessed so that we can be a blessing. And so I've kind of always embraced that approach. Like this is mine, but it's not really mine unless I give it away. Yeah. And so just try to give it away when people need it.
1: Yeah, and you, you said um, what fulfills you is when you see that others are thriving based on the help you're, you're giving them. And I actually, I think that that is, you almost said, I, uh, what I'll say is, I think that's probably true for most people, but most people don't realize that because they're not doing it. Mm -hmm. uh like it's it's uh just this speaking from my experience and watching you know i've done a lot of different types of coaching and uh, i've seen others do it i think that when we contribute to others in whatever way that looks like it is actually the most fulfilling thing um for for most of us and we appreciate that you just continue to do it it's incredible you have a huge heart
2: well thank you i'm honored that that Someone would even want uh, to uh, be supported. So,
1: <laughs> so let's wrap this here. A uh, couple minutes. Uh, I just want to ask you some rapid-fire questions. I've, I've, I'm not going to ask you who who your heroes are because I've already heard several times your parents are have had a huge, huge impact in your life, and that's incredible. Um, what um, can you mention? Any you know books that you've read or thought leaders that you've really followed over the years that have had a huge impact in your success and your drive in life.
2: Yeah. So it starts way back with Zig Ziglar and just being positive. Like uh, I love living from positivity and Zig Ziglar was the master of positivity. Yeah, uh, And that goes way back, you know, God bless his soul and his organization that still is out there and prolific today. Uh, secondly, and more notably now, Adam Grant, who is a uh, professor at Wharton College at University of Penn, and he wrote a book. He's written several books, but the one that really captured me was give and take. Uh, Mm. The essence that there's three, through research, he discovered there's three types of professionals, the givers, the takers, and the matchers. Matchers meaning someone that's keeping score. And in the end, who wins? The giver.
0: giver? Not the
2: doormat but the intentional networker connector servant wins in the end. He gives some incredible stories in the book. So that would be my uh, number one with a close second Zig Ziglar from when I was very young and formidable.
1: That's great. Cool. Yeah. um, I I haven't read give and take yet. I've heard so much about it. Uh, So I'm definitely going to check that one out and yeah, very familiar with Zig Ziglar. I mean, he's, we studied him actually in college back in the day. Just because he's just a, a gem.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's a pillar.
1: Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, how about a? Uh, you know, you come from the technology industry. What's your favorite technology these days? Something you use all the time uh, that you just can't get enough of. Whether it's a fu- uh, cell phone app or a device yeah, or whatever. It's
2: it's Coinbase.
1: It's, I'm a bit of a crypto
2: <laughs> crypto blockchain junkie and. I got into cryptos four and a half years ago, and I'm really glad I did. Oh, my God, I'll little bet. thing, But <laughs> <laughs> between uh, Coinbase
1: and Robinhood, I'm having a lot of fun. And I, I say that with caution.
2: Yeah. But it, it's just a fun little project for me that keeps me entertained.
1: Yeah. I got in uh, about four months ago. I wish I would have gotten in four years ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. Ethereum's
1: really working today.
2: But last week, Ethereum's been like, It really has. Bad. It's
1: been, it's been yeah. crushing. That's crazy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. We'll wrap uh, with I would love to know what your superpower is. What are you great at that people may or may not know about you?
2: Mm. You know, I I think I've, I've been Sarah from CTLF shares this with me a lot, but she thinks I have like this matrix in my brain when I meet someone and I get to know them and I really tease out of them who they are and what they're trying to accomplish. I tend to find a, a connection point in my community where someone could really benefit from knowing them and that they could benefit benefit from knowing that person as well. So I think my superpower is connecting, not just for the sake of connecting, but aligned connections. Yeah. Where people re- mutually benefit from knowing each
1: other. That's great. Yeah. Like re- and, and it, that takes knowing people deeply and uh, bridging that bridging that connection that's cool yeah well uh we'll keep doing it because uh that's one way you work your magic and help people thrive so
2: well thank you matt very cool it's an honor to to be of service
1: well great to uh get to know you better really enjoyed this conversation i know tons of people are going to listen to this and go oh my god this is incredible get to know greg greenwood better You're uh local celeb in the business community so very, uh, very, very neat to get to know you better.
2: Well, thank you, Matt, for having me. It's been a pleasure to get to know you as well. And I hope there is value that's received from our time together here.
1: Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day.
2: Okay, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye.